We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and dark talk of looming conflict. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. We have just received word that libertarian death squad are taking over. We have come to take our country back. It also worries that civil war could be on the way back. Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are you are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island drywall declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. $118,000 to study if a metal replica, a robot of Marvel Comics evil warlord Thanos could snap his fingers. $118,000, really? They apparently hired some dude to wear metal gloves and then try to snap his fingers. You know what? They found out that it's impossible to make a snapping sound with metal fingers. So robots of the world, be warned, it's hard to snap your fingers. But wait, there's more. About $119,000 to study if Thanos could snap his fingers in real life. This is by the NSF. The answer is no, but as Griff is aptly pointing out, this is a fake character. What the heck are you doing? Almost $700,000 to study romance between parrots. This by 
health and human services. So instead of worrying about your health, they're worried about parrots enjoying each other's company. Now, I disagree on this one. Three million on watching hamsters fight on steroids. Personally, I'd like to see that, and I think Griff and I would both agree with that, but it's still, that's a high price tag. $200,000 for Starbucks. Starbucks espresso machines for the DOD. Look, they need their juice, I get it, but they don't need it to the tune of 200K. $28 million for camouflage that didn't fit in the Afghanistan environment. How do you mess this up? I'll give you a hint. It's beige. Beige camouflage works. There, I just saved you $28 million. $4.5 billion in improper proper COVID-19 economic injury disaster loans by the SBA. You knew they were going to mess that up the moment they started handing out that money. And $31.5 million in COVID relief funds spent on luxury cars. So as you're struggling to pay for gas and that Christmas dinner that's going to be on your table, look at how all that money is being spent. So that true. should make you sick to your stomach. About $119,000 to study if Thanos could snap his fingers in real life. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, James Masson, and I hope you guys had a very festive holiday season. I know the holiday season isn't over yet, but the main draw of the, of the month is over. Christmas is coming on. I hope you guys have had a great one. If you guys have any interest, uh, you know, let me know how your Christmas went. If you didn't celebrate Christmas, let me know how you spent the 25th of December crying. If you're Mexican, happy 24th of December Christmas to you as well. Now, I actually, a bit of housekeeping. I'm uploading to YouTube again. Uh, loopholes I had to get through for that one. Because um, they were like, you know, verify your account. You'll be able to upload, upload videos longer than 15 minutes. And I did. And it still wouldn't let me upload. And then it sent me a thing. Oh, well, we'll send you a verification email in six fucking hours. And then I got that verification. Then for some reason, it was like another like three or four day delay before I was able to upload. And then I get a notification on my phone from YouTube Studio saying, congratulations, new features have been unlocked. And I'm like, oh, well, fucking great. So I'm uploading to YouTube now. So this will be the first video officially back on YouTube. So as for those YouTube audience members who don't exist quite yet, um, there will be one or two uplo uh, videos uploaded to YouTube. There will be content uploaded to BitChute, Rumble, literally every other platform besides YouTube that, you know, can't go on YouTube for obvious reasons. I already had one channel terminated. By the way, my last YouTube channel was terminated when I only had one strike. I didn't have two. I didn't have three strikes. I had one strike. And it was supposed to be gone the 26th of December, which is what, today? 27th today because it's 4.52 a.m. as of the time of recording. So that one strike was supposed to be gone to, uh, yesterday. So with one strike, my entire YouTube channel got deleted, and that was about 800 videos and just a little over 200 and like 10 subscribers. So I appreciate y'all. Uh, a link to all my other platforms will be in the description below if you want to see the content that you can't watch here on, you know, YouTube, my slowly but surely dying platform. So you can hop over to more attractive platforms like Rumble, BitChute. But that being said, welcome back. Uh, let's talk about the Omnibus. An un, as you already know, but you might not know this, one Democrat stood alone from the pack and voted no. One big-tittied socialist said no to the omnibus bullshit. Even the socialists have said enough to the socialism. But let's start with something a little bit lighthearted. The brain-dead wicked, wick, wicked witch of the alcoholic East is fucking leaving. And Pelosi wishes Americans a happy schwanza. In final speech as Speaker, conservatives on Twitter ripped House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat of California, for accidentally saying Happy Schwanza during remarks to Congress on Friday. I don't think it was an accident. I genuinely think she's had slow but surely, you know, developing onset dementia 
over the last like two and a half years her ability to speak has just degraded rapidly and there's also you know the fact that she's a crippling alcoholic too i mean this bitch is more drunk by 11 a.m than kathy lee and hooda gibbard combined strong bipartisan i vote yield back the balance of the, my time and which everyone a happy healthy and safe new year happy holidays merry christmas happy schwanza happy hanukkah whatever it is you celebrate be safe thank you strong by the way right here bipartisan i vote yeah a bunch of rhinos sided with you sweetheart i don't exactly know how um you know as you can see there's not a whole lot of articles here about this topic left right blah 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 so let's uh see this is a couple days old Three days old again. That's the last couple of days. Spent time with family that was in town. Went to Ohio. Spent some time with family that was visiting in Ohio. Spent some time up in Michigan and uh, back in my uh, non-native state that I dwell in. But now that we've heard the yuck yuck of Nancy Pelosi being a complete alcoholic fucking buffoon who's leaving office, maybe we should give her a little bit of an article. Let's see, is that really shit for the right here? So let's uh, let's see. Uh. So the darker means higher factuality than the other ones. Let's just pop into this article, give it a quick little looksy looks before we continue on here. Pelosi ends her final speech as Speaker of House by wishing everyone a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and a Happy Schwanza. You have Hanukkah and Schwanza backwards. Okay, well. Um, yep, so that's the whole thing. I guess there's not much of an article to read. So let's move on. So, for those of you who don't knew it, let's start here, shall we? Let's start here at Business Insider, a left-leaning outlet with a high factuality to get the list of the full pieces of shit that those that those conservatives love so much who continue to sell you upriver. And by the way, I am related to people who personally adore and lick the very ground Lindsey Graham's piece of shit walks on. And watching the response to this watching the response to people being like Lizzie Graham voted for the omnibus he sold us a river I'm like yeah he was always gonna do that I'm sorry what did you fucking expect to happen like no shit but you know let's hop on here are the 14 Republican senators who may have doomed their bills in the new GOP house by voting for a major spending bill and it's everyone you fucking believe. Look at that. You got Susan Collins. You got Lindsey Graham. You got Mitch McConnell. And Mitt fucking Romney. And by the way, there's this one precinct delegate I work with who adores Mitt Romney. And I can't help but wonder how fucking stupid you are. I'm not naming names. It's only bad if I name names and let people know who the retard in the group is. But let's, <laughs> let's move on. The GOP is in the midst of an in, uh, of an intra-party showdown. In, instra? Hmm. Intra-party showdown over a nearly $1.7 trillion government spending bill. Kevin McCarthy even vowed to block House consideration of bills sponsored by GOP senators who voted for it. But a slew of GOP senators voted for it anyway, including four who are retiring and 14 who will remain. Yeah, the four retiring said, fuck you, we secured ours. So go fuck yourself. And as for Kevin McCarthy, I really don't get it. I don't. Trump even supported Kevin McCarthy, and Kevin McCarthy literally voted for his impeachment twice. 
on two bullshit charges. Even someone on the right, you know, there's a handful of Republicans I actually like. I, I like Rand Paul. I like Ron Paul. And for the most part, you know, I actually don't dis- I don't dislike Donald Trump as much as everybody wants me to. And I love... Tell me in the comments how mad that makes you. I love knowing that the fact that I don't hate Trump pisses people who watch these videos off. I'm not that interested in growing bigger. I'm going to make this content even if I never grow past 200 subscribers on any platform. This content will still come out no matter what. So, uh, yeah, feel free to call me all the names you want in the comments. Will not change for you. Be mad. Stay mad. In fact, go as far as to die mad. Now, there's a lot of Republicans I actually do thoroughly enjoy and I respect. If I don't respect them on a policy level, I enjoy the way they handle themselves. Like, uh, Howley. I like him. I like the way he does shit. I like the way it pisses everybody off. Delightful. Um, Paul Gosner is, uh, is probably my favorite GOP member right now. Moving forward, though. These 14 coming up, should all be impeached should all be removed from office why because they're just robbing people broad daylight and if you're gonna sit here and be like, oh, well the democrats just want to rob you and raise your taxes maybe don't vote for more taxes but you know one of the biggest liars in the entire gop history bush walker you know the senior bush read my lips no new taxes except for all he brought was new fucking taxes and undid all the tax reform that his former boss, Reagan, had put in in his first term. The second term, Reagan was fucking out for lunch. But let's continue. The Senate on Thursday passed a nearly $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill to fund the government through most of next year. With 18 Republican senators joining all Democrats in... Uh-uh, not all. Not all. There's one Democrat who stands alone from the bunch. It is, oddly enough, more based than I ever would have given this big titty socialist credit for... But not all Democrats in sending the bill to the House, where it's expected to pass on Friday. It, that's next Friday, by the way. Not, this, not, not last Friday, this coming up Friday. It came amid a showdown among Republicans over the sweeping legislation, which includes reform to the Electoral Count Act, designed, among other things, to ensure that the vice president cannot unilaterally decide the presidential election. It also contains tens of billions of dollars in a new funding for Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the thing about the vice president, that was already not a thing, right? That was already not a thing. That was something that Trump read somewhere that didn't exist on paper. The vice president could not have overturned the election. Now, he could have brought in, he could have approved the bringing in of an alternate slate of ballots, Sure, sure. You could have brought in an alternate. Uh, what's what's sort of, oh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? Delegates. You could have brought in an alternate pool of delegates and could have had them vote, but that would have drawn out the election to another like, another like six months. It was a whole big fucking ordeal. And Mike Pence said, "Yeah, fuck that noise. Election over," and moved on. Personally, I think Mike Pence is a big fucking pussy, and I have no qualms in saying, yeah, 2020 was definitely a fucking uh, uh, safe and secure election, folks. Wink, wink. Honk, honk. Totally. Again, I forgot this is going on YouTube. And they have certain policies about you saying, uh, you know, anything besides the 2020 election was 
Gary Gafford, the algorithm, the most safe and secure election ever, which it absolutely is the opposite of what I'm saying and is, you know, doublespeak everything I'm saying here because if I say anything that I actually think, because, you know, I totally believe Joe Biden got three times the amount of votes that Barack Obama got in re-election. I totally believe that. Don't you? Don't you believe that Joe Biden could get three times the amount of votes as uh, as Obama on re-election? I totally do, folks. How about you? Let's move on, shall we? It came amid a showdown among Republicans over the sweeping legislation, which also includes reforms to the Electoral Count Act. I already moved that. I read that part. Uh, Vice President cannot unilaterally decide the presidential election, which was a claim that literally only Trump made, and everybody else said that's not actually it also contains and maybe i'm wrong if i'm wrong please leave a source for that in the description below so i can correct myself in the next upload well tomorrow's uploads not today's uploads because you know recording them now and by the time you get a chance to comment everything would have already been recorded so let's move on i'll correct myself tomorrow if i'm wrong uh it also contains tens of billions of dollars for new funding to the nazis i mean ukraine sorry <laughs> there's no fucking difference ukraine's entire fighting force the azov battalions is nothing besides nazis and most of the actual ukrainian civilians have already defected and or retreated to russia while ukraine's mainly just fighting for nato the eu and the un not ukraine this is not a russia ukraine conflict this is a russia versus literally the entire fucking world wef is in on this it's literally russia versus the world economic forum versus nato versus the eu versus the un ukraine is just the fucking uh puppet state just the fucking battlefield of all these larger entities Ukraine just coincidentally happened to be the fucking battleground for it. Conservatives, particularly in the House of Representatives, had opposed the bill over the breadth of spending. They've also bemoaned the fact that the bill will deny House Republicans a key point of leverage in forcing President Joe Biden's administration to bend to their will. Least they refuse to fund the government, former President Donald Trump, also voiced his opposition to the bill in a video on True Social on Thursday. I've noticed more and more places are actually using the name. They used to call it Trump's social media platform. Trump's social media platform. But it was also uploaded to Rumble, too. I mean, it was uploaded to... Actually, I don't think he has a bit shoot. The rhetoric, the rhetoric escalated even further earlier this week with current House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who's still trying to secure enough Republican votes to become Speaker of the House next year, pledging to block any bills sponsored by Republican senators who voted for the bill. Yeah, again, man, but everybody knows what a swamp monster you actually are. We all know what a uniparty piece of shit you actually are. So why would anyone like Mitch McConnell think you're doing anything more than bluffing and throwing red meat out? That's all I think you're doing. I think you're just throwing red meat out. I don't fucking trust you farther than I can throw you. And that's saying something because you're a rather short, scrawny man. I could probably throw you very far. Agreed. And I'm, I'm using metaphorically, FBI guy watching, not that you actually care about threats against Republicans. Except no one whipped no, agreed, except no one whip work in progress. When I'm speaker, their uh, their bills will be dead on arrival in the House if this nearly two trillion monstrosity is allowed to move forward over our objections and uh, and the will of the American people. Right here from uh, Chip Roy at Chip Roy TX on Twitter. 13 House uh, GOP and Senate GOP. Quote, we are obligated to inform you 
that if any omnibus pa- if the omnibus passes in the remaining days of Congress, we will oppose the whip opposition. Okay, got you. To any legislative priority of those senators who voted for this bill, including the leader, stand up for America. Again, a big talk. I don't believe you any at all. Maybe take some action. You know, that's the thing. I used to be a little bit more optimistic with Republicans who talked big, but they never actually do anything. Now, I'll give Trump some credit here. He may not have drained the swamp monsters, but at least the waters have receded to the point where we can see who the monsters actually are in the swamp. In the Senate, McCarthy's threat was largely met with a shrug. Quote, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin's in a tough spot. Republican Senator Kevin Kramer, who gives a fuck what you think, prick. Of North Dakota, a former House Republican, yeah, who gives a fuck what you think, though, and an opponent of the omnibus himself, told CNN's uh, Menu Raju, I'm not surprised to hear that, quote, State, uh, statements like that is the very reason why some Senate Republicans feel they probably should spare them from the burden of having to govern. Let's see. Kevin's in a tough spot. But I don't think it's the type of rhetoric that that further endears the public to the process or to the institution of Congress. In fact, I think it probably, you know, statements like that and statements coming from House Republicans is the very reason that some de- some Senate Republicans feel they probably should spare them from the burden of having to govern. Probably should spare them from the burden of having to govern. That's the word from Kevin Kramer, who, by the way, opposes this. Om- Isn't it ironic that me and this guy also stutter over the word Kramer for no reason? This misspending bill, but a lot of Republican senators believe it is better to just clear the decks for the incoming Republican majority in the House, even though they want to punt this into next year when they'll have a stronger hand to negotiate spending. But just a disagreement over tactics, over policy, as Republicans and Democrats head to the end of this Congress, this bill could pass the Senate today. And Who is this Dr. Fantastic Strange looking motherfucker? Over to the House as early as tomorrow. Remarkable stuff. Uh, Look, and by the by the way, I don't care, man. The Hill is such a piece of shit outlet. It really is. The Hill is, is, is bottom of the fucking barrel, bro. If you read your articles from The Hill, I mean, I say that somebody used to read The Hill on this, episode, on this show all the time back in the early days, like 2020 and 2019, when I had to turn this from a me and my friend smoking weed and reviewing fucking movies and video games to an actual news and pop culture related show. Yeah, I don't know, man. Ugh. Plus my train of thought with that one. Let's move on. Additionally, four Republican senators who've... Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, but the, the hill's gone downhill so fucking hard. Look, Crystal and Cigar, both of them are kind of hacky. I don't like either of them particularly. <laughs> James doesn't like anyone who's establishment or corporate press. Yeah, that's kind of the point. And that's why I don't like him. Even though Joe Rogan's like, Yeah, man, I get all my political news from fucking Sagar and his fucking crystal ball, bitch. Yeah, all my news comes from them. It's like, okay, Joe, I'll go to you for workout advice and hunting advice, I guess, and good entertainment, but when it comes to reliable news sources, I think the fuck not, you trick-ass bitch. Let's see, additionally, four Republican senators who voted for the bill are retiring, making the threat meaningless to them. Yeah, exactly. Senate Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell, who voted for the bill, argued ahead of its passage that it represents a conservative victory. Yeah, because he said the number one priority for Republicans is secure funding for Ukraine, which, no, should not be. 
In fact, that's that's the number one reason why I I have no problem bashing the GOP itself. I'm not a member of the GOP other than the small government position that I currently hold in the real world. Outside the G, outside of that, this is the only connection to the GOP I have. I always find the GOP to be a fucking embarrassment, and the you know Democrats as well. But the GOP is just the Democrats driving the fucking speed limit. That's all they really are. It's certain individuals in the party. And the only reason they're in the party is because they have to be. Like, Rand Paul is not a fucking Republican. Ran- Ron Paul is not a fucking Republican. They're libertarians, but there was no option, no viable option for them to run. That's a largely the biggest problem with this country, is two parties. If you just remove the party and let people run as themselves, not representations of a party, it'd be hard to secure funding for them, making it, you know, only the best of the best would survive, which is, you know, what you want when it comes to a political campaign. If you can't get in, your ideas aren't good enough for you to be able to get fundraising, then you don't deserve to win the election or be fundraised. But you have, you know, because of the political party system, you have people who don't deserve to deserve to even run, receive millions in donations, if not, you know, secretly many dozens of millions underneath the table to fund their campaign, even if, you know, if without that money, they would fail because the American people aren't interested in what they have to sell. But because the political party exists, it creates this area for, you know, for special interests to heavily fund one, you know, particular person over anyone else. But let's continue. Whether McCarthy is able to keep his promise, the 14 uh, returning senators who voted for the omnibus also include conservative lawmakers like Lindsey Graham and John Cornyn. Yeah, neither of those are actually conservative. They're just Democrats who managed to infiltrate the party remains to be seen. Furthermore, the Senate will remain in a Democrat in Democratic hands for the next two years, dimming the challenge uh, chances that any Senate legislation that McCarthy and the House Repu- House Republicans would be inclined to support will make it to their side of the rotunda anyway. Yeah, we'll see about that. Again, if McCarthy is actually willing to actually pull the strings he's threatening to pull, yeah, you're completely wrong about that, and a lot more things will be upended, and a lot of these spending bills will be completely fucking gutted. Now, the House of Representatives has limited ability, but, again, they do have a lot more power than they want you to think. It's just, will they actually fucking use it? Now, let's look at these fucking backstabbing traitors that deserve what the exact punishment for treason is. Yes! That punishment for treason. Let's see. Who stole our fucking country upriver? Right? Because remember, these are the people, right? These are the Republicans and the average Republican citizen here. You know, Democrats, I don't give a fuck. You vote for Biden. You get what you fucking get. You deserve it. You deserve every bit of hardship. But as for those of us who knew how bad of a fucking call he was from the beginning... Yeah, well, these are the people you likely supported. So I want you to remember these fucking names. These are the delinquent, saboteuring pieces of shit robbing the system, bankrupting this country. They're the ones filling their purses with all the silverware while the Titanic fucking sinks. Now think for two seconds that they'll go down with it. So let's look at the unpatriotic pieces of shit. Mitch McConnell of Kentucky, Susan Collins of Maine, Mitt Romney of Utah, Lindsey Graham of South Carolina... Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, John Cornyn of Texas, John Thune of South Dakota, Tom Cotton, that one hurts, of Arkansas, Todd Young of Indiana, Shelley Moore, uh, Capito of West Virginia, John Boozman of Arkansas, Jerry Morin of Kansas, Mike Rounds of South Dakota, and Roger Wicker of Mississippi. And here are the four who voted for it, and are retiring the fuck you I got mine crowd, shall we? Roy Blunt, 
good riddance of Missouri. Jim Info of Oklahoma, good fucking riddance. Rob Portman, get fucked and replaced by J.D. Vance. And Richard Shelby of Alabama, get fucked and choked by the elephant's trunk. All right, and that's the end of this article. Now, mind you, these are the fucking Republicans, right? That while a good chunk of this country, you know, parents are deciding, do I eat or do my kids eat? Do I put gas in the car and skip lunch? Or do I eat and possibly run out of gas on the way home? These are the questions people are having to, having to ask themselves. Do I take this mortgage out? Do I take this loan out? Do I call that family member asking for money? Do I borrow this chunk of money? People are strapped for cash at an unprecedented level as we rapidly approach the devastation of the 08 economic crash that lasted from 08 to 2014. We're getting dangerously close to that. And by this time next year, I guarantee you, we'll be way worse than that. And these fucking pieces of shit. These demonstrable, low-hanging pieces of shit voted you upriver. Now, who is the one based... One based woman who said no. Hmm? Can you guess? Can you fucking believe it? Ocasio-Cortez, only Democrat to vote no on spending package. This is fucking insane, bro. And look at that. We're going to the hill because fuck me, right? Of course. That's the high factuality article in the center. So, despite all my shit talk, let's go to the fucking hill because that's how the day goes, shall we? Ocasio-Cortez, only Democrat to vote no on spending package by Michael Chanel. God diggity damn. On this vote, on this vote, the yeas are 225, the nays are 201, voting present, one. And that one was A-O-fucking-C. On this vote, the motion is adopted. And the ship sank. Moving on. Rep. Alexander Ocasio-Cortez from New York was the only House Democrat to vote against the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package on Friday, voting no on the measure because of increased funding for defense and federal agencies that oversee immigration. I don't care. Is what made her vote fucking no. The House passed a sprawling measure in a 225 to 201 to 1 vote. The 1 being AOC again. Spending the bill, or sorry, sending the bill to President Biden's desk. The Senate passed the bill in a bipartisan 68-29 vote on Thursday. In a statement Friday afternoon, Ocasio-Cortez said she was concerned about funding in the bill for immigration and customs enforcement, ICE. <coughs> Remember a couple years ago when people were slapping defund stickers on the ICE machines outside of gas stations? And now those same people are saying, I hate that people are putting Joe Biden stickers on the gas pumps. It's like the fucking unaware piece of shit. I don't know if anybody remembers that. Was it just me? Because all over my, my city I live in, all the gas stations that had ice machines had defund stickers slapped right over the ice fucking logo. And these are the same people crying about, I did that stickers. Get fucked. About the funding bill for immigration, ICE, and the Department of Homeland Security, DHS, I'm all for defunding that bitch too. In addition to the $858 billion in defense spending, quote, I campaigned 
on a promise to my constituents to oppose additional expansion and funding for ICE and DHS, particularly in the absence of long overdue immigration reform. For that reason, as well as dramatic increase in defense spending, which exceeds even President Biden's request, I vote no on today's omnibus bill, Ocasio-Cortez said. The appropriations bill passed by Congress includes $8.42 billion for ICE, which is $161.1 million more than what was enacted in 2022 and $319.4 million more than what the president requested. DHS received $86.5 billion in discretionary resources. Ocasio-Cortez said the dramatic increase in spending for those uh, for those two agencies cuts against the promises our party made to immigrant communities across the country, adding that it is the case, especially in light, uh, in light of lack of progress on DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood of, uh, Arrivals, uh, TPS, Temporary Protected Status, and Expanding Paths to Citizenship, the New York Democrat, was not the only member of the caucus to vote uh, not to vote for the omnibus package. Rep. Rashida Tlaib, a Democrat from Michigan, unwanted, by the way, but okay, at least you voted no too, fucking bitch. Fucking brother humping bitch. Um, voted present. So she was the one who voted present. My bad. The Hill reached out to the congresswoman for comment on her vote. Ocasio-Cortez took issue with the process by which Congress funded the government for the rest of the fiscal year. Typically, the chambers will vote on appropriations bills for each agency. This year, however, the appropriators opted for a single omnibus package to fund all corners of the government. Quote, from the beginning of this negotiation, we made it clear to Democrat leadership that we must keep practice of voting voting on funding bills by agency, particularly controversial agencies like DHS so that members would be fo- would not be forced to betray one party for their district in service of expediency. Uh, Whatever. Ocasio-Cortez said, quote, We were successful in, the appro- in this approach last year and looked forward to supporting such package this year. The congresswoman touted pre- uh, provisions including... Uh, in, uh, included in the omnibus that she helped craft, including an increase for the National Labor Relations Board oh, for those unionizing fags who are lazy pieces of shit. Got it. And funding for community projects in her district, but said she could not vote for them because of her overarching concerns with the bill. Quote, these victories and many more, such as the inclusion of PUMP, providing urgent material protections, and PUMP, permanent or uh, pregnant workers' fairness. Again, fuck you, socialist bitch. <laughs> Act our hard-fought wins that are proudly that we proudly support and would proudly vote for. But trying these provisions to uh, to dramatic increases in surveillance, border protocol uh, forces, and militarized spending after years 
of deeply disturbing misconduct and lack of meaningful accountability and decisions we find deeply objectable, she said. Yeah, uh, literally every other thing you voted for, bitch. For real. For real. Our constituents have made clear that it would like to see objections to those measures represented in Congress, and that is what I will do, she added. And that is the end of this article. Now, I just want to check out this video real quick. If this is winning, I'm getting tired of winning. GOP leadership declares that this bill is a victory. But not unless you define victory as adding over a trillion dollars in new deficit spending. So really, there is a debate, a big debate within the Republican Party. Which is more important? Is it more important to add $45 billion to military spending, or is it more important not to add a trillion dollars in deficit to our overall debt? We now have a $31 trillion debt. We're adding over a trillion dollars a year, and yet Republican leadership says this is a victory because we're getting more military spending. But it's a victory at what expense? Are we actually more secure? Are we more safe? Is our national security more protected by spending more on the military? Or is our national security actually more threatened by incurring more debt? I would argue the latter. $31 trillion in debt is the number one threat to our national security. It's the week before Christmas, and predictably Congress is predict is considering yet another $1.7 trillion spending bill. We haven't had a chance to see or even read. Last night at 1.30 in the morning, the text of this 4,155-page spending spree was released. If you thought Congress couldn't possibly spend more money than it did last year, you would be wrong. The omnibus increases spending by 10% compared to last year's budget. You would think that nearly two years of 40-year high inflation would create some hesitation. You would think that a looming recession, spurred largely by exorbitant government spending, would give this Congress pause. But instead of taking a minute to consider what a responsible federal government budget looks like, we are instead placed behind the barrel of a gun, forcing us to choose between letting government expire or blindly passing a $1.7 trillion spending package that not only does not balance, but in fact spends over 10% more than last year. How does Congress spend taxpayers' money? Well, here's just a few examples of how your government currently spends money. We found that they spent last year $2.3 million injecting beagles with cocaine. It seems that they were curious, their researchers were curious, despite the pain they inflicted on these dogs, they were curious to know if cocaine causes adverse effects. Guess what? Read the newspaper. Read the news. Look at the addicts across our country. You think you need to inject beagles with cocaine to know that cocaine's a bad deal? $700,000 was spent to study how male parrots attract their mate. Really? We've got people who go hungry in our country. We've got people that are trying to get out from behind poverty, and we're spending $700,000 studying how male parrots attract a female. We spent $187,000 to study whether or not dogs help kids cope. Of course they do. Ask any pet owner. Any pet owner could have told you, and we would have saved the taxpayer $187,000. We spent $118,000 to study if a metal replica, a robot, of Marvel Comics' evil warlord Thanos could snap his fingers. $118,000, really. They apparently hired some dude to wear metal gloves and then try to snap his fingers. You know what? They found out that it's impossible to make a snapping sound with metal fingers. So robots of the world, be warned, it's hard to snap your fingers. While we continue to spend ourselves into oblivion, almost every single European nation is working to shrink their deficit. We routinely look to Europe and we say, look how liberal, look how big government, look how socialized, and yet most of Europe actually balances their annual budget. In 2019, 15... Yeah, not to mention most of European, uh, Europe's governments can actually pass an audit, unlike our government and our Pentagon. ...of 26 European countries 
ran budget surpluses. I need a dab. Another eight European countries ran deficits of less than 3% of their GDP, while here in the U.S., in that same year, our deficit exceeded 6% of GDP. Europe is a glaring example that fiscal responsibility is possible. It's not a pipe dream. In fact, if we just cut our spending to what we spent in 2019, just three years ago, we would actually have a balanced budget today. Instead, we have jumped from a deficit that was 6% of our GDP to a deficit that is 12% of our GDP. We are adding debt at an alarming rate. We are adding debt at a greater pace than we ever have in the history of our country. Thankfully, some of our predecessors in Congress anticipated this lack of restraint and they gave us some guideposts. They gave us some rules. They established guardrails and tools to keep our budget in check. For example, there is a rule called the Statutory PAYGO Act, or PAYGO for short. It requires that if you have new spending, it has to be offset by cuts elsewhere in the budget or elsewhere in the spending bill. Despite equipping our government with this necessary tool, though, Congress, with almost every budget in recent history, abuses its power, spends like drunken sailors, and ignores the fact that a day of reckoning is coming. Unfortunately, Congress has virtually 100% of the time voted to waive the PAYGO requirements. The American people demand accountability for the damage the big government spenders are doing to our families and to our nation's economic well-being. I will not allow my colleagues to escape accountability by hiding behind 4,000 pages of legislative text. I therefore will raise a budget point of order as this bill comes to the floor that will put every member of the Senate on record as to where they stand on fiscal responsibility. Unfortunately, most of the senators, even if they share my sentiments, they know that this point of order will be waived. They think they can quietly vote this way and no one will notice. But when American voters finally notice that people here are saying one thing at home and doing another, are promising balancing budgets and promising the deficits do matter, and then come up here and vote the opposite way, one day the American electorate will wake up and vote these hypocrites out. There are many other points of order that can be raised on this. The budget rules are actually of some value if we would actually obey the rules. Some of the people, you see them, you see them in their states, they're at campaign rallies, they'll tell you at town halls, they'll tell you on the Senate floor that we absolutely must get spending under control. They'll tell you that the debt is a problem, they'll tell you that it's a terrible way to run government to have omnibuses. It's terrible to put six trillion dollars together in one bill, release it at 1.30 in the morning and pass it, and you can read about it and find out what is in it later. I suspect we will find a lot of promises, though, that will be violated as we vote on these PAYGO restrictions. Realize that this is the law. The law of the land says you can't do this. Congress, in passing this omnibus, is, omnibus, is breaking the law. The statute says very clearly they cannot do this. The only way they actually can evade responsibility is they change the law. They say, oh, well, it'd be embarrassing to get rid of the law. We will waive the law. So we have laws for decades that could actually right our fiscal house and put us on a course towards balancing our budget, and the rules are waived. They disobey their own rules. Congress does a disservice to the economy every time it waves these points of orders. What good are these procedures if they're never upheld? What started as formal guardrails to keep fiscal health of this nation strong is now merely just a messaging tool with no real significance that allows senators to get away with making promises they never intended to keep. That is why, in addition to raising this point of order, I am introducing an amendment to reform our budget procedures by raising the threshold. Let's make it less easy for them to break the rules. Currently, 60 senators can break the rules. Let's make it two-thirds. Let's make it 67 senators necessary to break the rules. Why? Because they're bankrupting this country both sides of the aisle. There's an unholy alliance between both parties. One party wants more welfare, one wants more warfare. It's either the military industrial complex or the welfare industrial complex. But what happens inevitably every year is spending goes up. People come and the journalists question, what will happen? What will happen with Christmas here? The only thing that is known to happen is this body, both parties will continue to add to the debt. And there is a day, there's a day when you wake up and the dollar is worthless. Right now the dollar is losing nearly 10% of its value on an annual basis. 
But there is a day when it's 10% a day or 10% an hour. Great countries have succumbed to the destruction of currency and it happens through debt, through deficit financing, and it's coming to us. There is a day of reckoning unless we wake up and say enough's enough. We're going to do the prudent and rational thing. We're going to balance our budget. It's time that we take our nation's health seriously and it's time that we show concern for those who are being damaged and devastated by inflation. The inflation at the grocery store, at the gas pump, who does it hurt the worst? It hurts those on fixed income, senior citizens. It hurts the working class and the poor. Those who have most of their expenditures that go towards consumption, towards their food and groceries and gas. People who spend 90% of what they earn on buying the stuff that allows them to live are the people that are decimated by inflation. So if there are people in this body who do care, who do really care about those who are struggling with the burden of inflation, the best way is quit digging the hole deeper, quit adding the debt, and do what even European countries can do, and that's begin to balance our budget. All right. And with that, I'll wrap it up here. I have another couple of episodes to read. The next episode should be all about the newest Twitter files that were released on Friday, and then the last half that released on Monday. So, that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Masson. Please like, share, and comment, subscribe. And if you think I got anything wrong, please leave a comment in the description below. I do tend to interact with comments, ones I agree with and disagree with alike. So, until next time, peace. But this standard is not a measure of how we can evaluate the condition of our society. It cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. Yet the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. Let us pledge that our generation of Americans will pay any price, bear any burden, accept any challenge and meet any hardship to secure the blessings of prosperity and the promise of opportunity for our children. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe, to assure the survival and the success of liberty. And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university? Why am I the first connect in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? Why is it that my wife who's sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Glennis the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. No, it's not because they weren't as smart. It's not because they didn't work as hard. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. Does anybody really think that they didn't get what we had because they didn't have the talent or the strength or the endurance or the commitment? Of course not. It was because there was no platform upon which they could stand. Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I'm your host, Faust. Now, we go to a story all about a lying, backstabbing conservative. You know, just another politician as they come as far as I'm concerned. And let me start by saying, if you lied to your constituents to get elected, you should absolutely be bounced and forfeited from office. I'm going to keep that energy as we go forward. But you see before me, there's this thing saying, get rid of your ads so we can make money. And to you, Fox News, I say, fuck 
Fuck you. I'm going to the archive, bitch. Now, let's hop into the story about this backstabbing, limey fuck. And he won his election. He's been, he's going into office in January. And, man, this is some fucking, he's doing some Clintonian backpedaling here to cover his ass. But, you know what? First off, I wanted to shout out to Sticks because I was sitting here scrolling through, uh, you know, looking for things to talk about and was kind of bored for shit to talk about. Sticks popped this one up. I was doing some uh, background research into uh, an episode I was working on already. This one popped up, grabbed my attention, and, you know, I'm still waiting for uh, my other project from earlier to finish rendering, so, you know, this will be a little quick when I get out of the way. Just bonus content, you know, really get that algorithmic flow shall we so let's continue new york rep elect george santos confesses to lies about his resume report santos previously claimed to work for two major financial institutions and graduate from college claims he said on monday were not true oh boy oh boy and as i said this disqualifies you from office but i'm keeping this energy as i continue so I'll be right back. So, I'm over here at Fox 5, a local Fox station, not my local Fox station. It's the New York one. This is a New York rep. And by the way, a New York Republican, just mind you, that's a New York Republican. Basically just a Democrat, but went with the R anyway. So, guaranteed rhino to fucking begin with. So, we're going to go watch this coverage here, and we'll go from there. Man, Fox News does like its bimbos. But let me just say this, Honey here has got a masculine jawline. Says he will tell his story next week. He's been accused of lying about everything from where he went to school to where he worked. And now there are questions about his claims that his grandparents are Holocaust survivors. <laughs> Jody Goldberg talked to Jewish leaders on Long Island. Congressman-elect George Santos taking to Twitter on Thursday, insisting he has a story to tell and remains committed to deliver the results he campaigned. So the whole tweet here, because I'm not going to read, says, To the people of New York 03, which is like Precinct 3, I have my story to tell, and it will be told next week. I want to assure everyone that I will address your questions and that I will remain committed to deliver the results I campaigned on public safety, inflation, education, and more. Happy holidays to all. Motherfucker, you got coal in your stocking. On. This is in response to a bombshell report from the New York Times suggesting the incoming House representative is living a life of lies, including his educational and professional backgrounds. Now, the cards. latest claim coming into question is Jewish ancestry, according to a Well, much like me, he's Jew-ish, if you follow my drift. There's some family there, you know. No matter how distant, you know, yeah, you went to dinner with him at least once, right? So you're Jew-ish. Not Jewish, just Jew-ish. Report in the forward, Santos <laughs> lied about his grandparents <laughs> fleeing Europe during the Holocaust. <coughs> that crosses the line of what any of us should do, much less any political leader. Political analyst Lawrence Levy says if this latest accusation is true, the 34-year-old Republican may not be seated. Orthodox Jews have enormous influence within the Republican Party. Yeah, no they shit. they be able to put pressure along with evangelical Christians. Oh, you mean, oh yeah, no shit. Yeah, thanks, buddy. We already know why the Republican Party blows Israel so fucking hard, right? Hey, make yours real great again, bro. Remind us of who runs shit. Thank you. To say 
This is just too much. You gotta let him go. Leave him. Oi, Gentile, you've gone done cross the line. Oh, you shouldn't have sugar done that. Oh, you and these this vacata lie of yours, Gentile. Oi, vey. Oh, you can't tell when I'm rubbing my hands together. Oi, vey. You went mad. Fuck off. Fuck right off into oblivion. Seriously, go fuck back off into oblivion. Tell you what, how about you guys start believing in hell and then fuck off to hell while you're at it. Alright, and here's why I'm saying this. No one gives a fuck fucking Joe Biden lies about all of his shit. I graduated top of my class. No, he didn't. Like, the bottom most of his class. Like, bottom, 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 bottom. Said I got here on a full ride scholarship. No, daddy had a lot of money, motherfucker. Just like Bush's daughters. You didn't get there on IQ, you got in there on fucking daddy's money. But unlike the Bush daughters, you couldn't blow your way to success with the professors. You know, it's like to be you, doesn't it, fella? But Jesus Christ, that's the whole reason we're fucking talking about this, isn't it? Because you offended the Jewish community. Oy vey. Oh boy. Oh. Fuck you. I'm so tired of this shit. I guarantee you. And again, if he... Look, if he... This is a breaking thing. This is currently like an unfolding investigation. Um, but... <coughs> if he lied about, you know, oh, he lied about being Jewish. And that's what everybody's crying about. Not the fact that he lied and defraud voters to get into office. You guys are just mad that he lied about being Jewish. Jesus Christ. Look, you want me to sit here and act like Kanye doesn't have a fucking point, yet anytime anyone's mad about something, it's because they pissed off the Jews. It's not because they pissed off Christians or the Mormons or the Catholics or the other blank religion. It's only because they went after the one fucking group. If you want to know who's in power, look at who you can't fucking make fun of. Just Santos's tweet coming days after amounting allegations speaks for itself. This tweet suggests that Santos that. and his allies haven't even come to a consensus, much less how to deal with the specific allegations. The New York Attorney General's office con Shut up, Jewish Mike Huckabee. Confirmed their Huckelstein. On this vote. Looking into Whoa, on this vote, what the, the fuck? Hold up. Whoa, what? <laughs> C-SPAN radio randomly turned itself on. And locally, calls are growing louder for his resignation even before he is seated. I do not think that he should be able to sit on a committee related to national security or one that receives intelligence information because he has shown that he is not trustworthy. Guy, can you interview somebody who's not Jewish? I know she hasn't said she's Jewish, but just fucking take a look. Look for three seconds. I mean, the no's no single-handedly. Now... Again, I wouldn't be... I would be more in agreement. Again, I think you lie to get elected. Get the fuck out of office, you piece of shit. On the other hand, you know if he had a D next to his name, this wouldn't even be a fucking conversation. They would have said what I said in the beginning. Well, he's a politician. Or they would have done anything they could do, any mental backflip or gymnastics to, to strenuate what fucking makes him not lying through his teeth. They do it to Swalwell. When I came out, that's Eric Swalwell was fucking fang fang against him. That good bang bang. He, they're like, oh well, well he was blinded by love and passion. If you're willing to write off sticking your dick in a Chinese communist spy and also giving her national security detail, just a fucking accidental blindness of the love, go fuck yourself, right? But oh, 
the big fucking Oompa Loompa got a bunch of fucking boxes at his fucking Florida house. Better go get them. Fuck you. Fuck you and your entire fucking party. For fucking real, dude. Look, oh, the Koch brothers are giving too much money to the Republicans. Sam Bankman Freed is the second largest donor to the Democrat Party, and you say fuck all about it. Right? Uh, hey, what religion is Sam Bankman Freed? I'm just fucking. <laughs> I mean, I know, but I think you do too. And it's funny, right? I'm not saying all of them, but fuck, why are all of them Jewish too? I mean, sure, yeah, there's a lot, there's your odd Protestant or Catholic in there, your odd atheist in there, too, but why is it, like, the fucking wine, or fucking, fucking Epstein, dude, you got all these fucked up people, Adolf Hitler was Jewish, Zelensky's fucking Jewish, you got all these fucking people, every time we read about some fucking corrupt financier, or some lying politician, it's always because either, either they fucking piss off the Jews, and I know Dave Chappelle's like, oh, you said the craziest thing, you know. Nothing good comes after the two words, the Jews. But why is it always, it always comes down to some, oh, oh, uh, fucking Goldblatt Shekelstein was a fucking secret financier. This just seems to be a popping up trend. And then you got fucking uh, Harley Pasternick, the fucking trainer, who's also Jewish, doping up all these Hollywood celebrities. The list just seems to go fucking on. Fucking Harvey Weinstein. What the fuck? Again, I'm not saying, not, hashtag, not all Jews, but why does it seem to be an overwhelming amount of them? I'm just, in the words of Jesse Ventura, I'm just asking questions. And also, this bait just got the Democrat stare. Like, am I really supposed to take the fucking Master Yaogwai here from fucking, the turtle guy from fucking, uh... Kung Fu Panda seriously here? I think she should step down. Is it because of... Well, why, why are you saying it specifically? Are you saying it because he lied? Or is there not... You know what, let's just watch. Berlin policy director of a nonpartisan nonprofit has closed founder for his resignation even before... Judy Goldberg. Okay. I do not think that he should be able to sit on a committee related to national security or one that receives intelligence information because he has shown that he is not trustworthy. Deborah Perlin, policy director of a nonpartisan okay. well, nonprofit committed to transparency and accountability, says while she's open to hearing his side, it's alarming Santa... Damn, he got them sock monkey ears. Jesus, imagine if he got into, like, martial arts. Imagine what his cottonflower ear would look like. That's a fucking... Is waiting to speak out. The fact that he hasn't come forward and said anything, I think, speaks everything that we need to know for the moment. In a statement this afternoon, NASA's Republican committee chair said voters deserve sincere accounting. As for Santos, his attorney declined to provide details about what will be discussed. Jody Goldberg, Fox 5 News. Delightful. Okay, now let's move on, shall we? New York Rep. Republican-elect George Santos admitted on Monday to lying during his campaign about his work experience in education, according to reports. Santos, who will represent a portion of Long Island in the House of Representatives, made a confession during an interview with the New York Post, though he insisted the lies would not stop him from serving his full two-year term as congressman. So wait, he admitted it? Like, he came out and said it? Like, so he he's the one who ousted himself, huh? Is that what I'm reading? If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but it sounds like what I'm reading. Quote, I am not a criminal. Well, you're a politician, so shut the fuck. I mean, dude, come on. He told the Post during an exec exclusive interview. Uh -huh. Quote, 
This controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I will be good. With his week, with just weeks, until he takes the oath of office, Santos' professional resume, and his religious uh, affiliations have come under scrutiny. This campaign... With just weeks until he takes the oath of office, Santos' professional resume and his religious formation have come under scrutiny, he wrote. Sorry, everything just kind of crashed suddenly. So I just I just hit record again. Guessing where I was. Continuing. Really sorry about that. He wrote in his campaign biography that his grandparents were born in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah well, hey, according to Mitch McConnell, the Republicans' number one uh, priority right now is funding Ukraine. So I guess you Americans can starve the people you vote to represent you, or at least allegedly voted to represent you, will continue to sell you upriver while they enrich themselves while the Titanic sinks. How does it feel to be living through the collapse of Rome right now? I'm just curious. Ah. We're born in Ukraine and escaped the Holocaust by fleeing to Belgium before, before fleeing again to Brazil, leading some to question whether... He was, in fact, Jewish, as he claimed. Okay, okay, so let's let's get a little technical here. If his great-grandma was Jewish, right? Well, let's say his great-grandma was Jewish, but his dad... Fuck it, let's say his grandma is Jewish, right? But this grandma gives birth to his dad. Well, if he's not racially Jewish... Then it doesn't count. Like, like he's no longer, he's not Jewish. Judaism is passed down through the mother directly. So if you are, you know, you have a grandma, great grandma, great grandma, blah, 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 and you're the first male born, well, congratulations, you're Jewish, but your kids will not be. It's complicated, it's convoluted. I'm not the best person to fucking explain it to you. You can go do your own research on your own time. I really don't care about this whole detailed argument but i'm just saying there is some levity here so you just said that he just said his, his grandparents were so that could be completely true right his grandma could be jewish and then she gave birth to a boy that boy became mr santos's dad here and through that she didn't the you know jewishiness wasn't properly but let's just continue again playing devil's advocate in a weird way here and last week, the New York Times reported that claims made by Santos about being employed in the financial industry and working for Goodman Sachs, Goldman Sachs, Olive, and Citigroup could not be verified. Uh, he didn't, you wait, wait, okay, well that's a good argument against him not being Jewish. He didn't work in major hedge funds. So if he didn't work in these major hedge funds or work with money, that could be a good disqualifier for the argument that he might be Jewish. He may not be, after all. So I'm going to throw a nickel and down on the ground in front of him and see what he does. While speaking with the Post on Monday, Santos confessed that he, quote, never worked directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, suggested that he probably could have used a better choice of words. Instead, Santos said he worked for Link Bridge, which did business with both Citigroup and Goldman Sachs. Okay. So, again, devil's advocate here, right? Maybe he's like a salesman rep, right? Like, like, like he was, he worked for, uh, he worked 
for Linkbridge, but he was like the Lizans. Li, Li, uh, he was whatever. He was like the main dude for the go between between Goldman Sachs and Citigroup from Linkbridge. So if that was the case, then he did work with. Maybe not work for, but he worked with. And if I'm reading it, he never worked directly for. It's not saying he. And let's see. The previous claim said he worked with about him being employed in the financial industry and working for okay working for is not the same as working with gotcha okay i thought for a minute he said working with and i was like well that entirely changes what 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 the context here is but nope he said working with though i will point out here that working with uh is not in quotations to the people of new york 03 i have already read that part moving on in his role with link bridge Santos oh, with Link Bridge. Santos claimed he helped make quote capital introductions between investors and clients. So that sounds like what I was just describing, actually. The Post reported, and the two financial institutions were limited partners with Link Bri- uh, partnerships. Link Bridge worked with. So even then, I mean, if, even if it was a limited situation, like a short-time gig, they still would have had a Lizanze. Why can I not talk right now? Anyway, they would have had somebody to go between. And it sounds like maybe Homie was their go-between. We don't know quite yet. Uh, let's see. Santos told the Post he never graduated from college. Despite saying he received a degree in 2010 from Barat Brooch. And that's not so weird. I went to Hillsdale. I was doing Hillsdale. Now, I didn't like... It, it, I, was a, I was part of the Benefactor program, if you know what that is, for Hillsdale in 2013. And I wouldn't actually go into high school till later on that same year. So I was technically doing college courses before uh, high school. But at the same time, I, I don't think... I, don't, I didn't get any significant degree till well into high school. So a little bit different. And my degree wasn't actually from Hillsdale's... Again, benefactor programs are weird. Let's continue. Quote, I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. I'm embarrassed and sorry for having embellished my resume. He told the Post, quote, I own up to that. We do stupid things in life. Uh, You mean you do stupid things to get elected? Bit different. Bit different, homie. You do stupid things to, you know, run the things in other people's lives. Not quite the same. Life's lives. Santos said he is Catholic, though his grandmother told him stories about being Jewish and converting to, the, to Catholicism, he claimed. All right, so there's that grandmother thing I was talking about because he said his grandparents were Jewish. So, again, yeah, his grandma, does, let's see, did, did his grandma give birth to his dad or his mom? So, if she was, again, if she's Jewish by race and she converted to Catholicism, if this grandmother gave birth to this guy's mom, technically speaking, he would still be Jewish. <coughs> As an openly gay man, Santos accused of... Then you're, you're not Catholic, dog. I hate to tell you. You're, you can't be gay and Catholic. Sorry, uh, you try any number of those retarded progressive Catholic groups. Any one of those brain-dead fuckos will take you in, I, I assure you. But I, I guarantee you. That's, you're about as Catholic as Joe Biden is. And mind you, Joe Biden's heterosexual, but he's about pro-abortion as they fucking come these days. As an openly gay man, Santos was accused of not being gay because he was married to a woman till 20, until 2020. 
You know, that's actually a pretty good argument. I'm not going to lie. That's actually a pretty good argument for maybe he's not gay. And again, like I rolled my eyes when he said the Ukraine thing. I'm like, yeah, that is pretty topical. So if you're trying to milk that for points, yeah, you would lie and say you're from Ukraine. Fair. Uh, saying he, let's see, married with married to a woman up until 2020, Santos addressed those claims with a post on Monday as well, saying he was married to a woman for five years, but is now married to a gay man. It's a quick turnaround. All right, there, Malianopolis. He also confessed to being a deadbeat tenant in Sunnyside, Queens. Adding his mother's illness put the family into deep medical debt. Senator's campaign team did not immediately respond to a request for additional information regarding his claims. Ooh boy, these are kind of devious. Let's see. What's this video here? No, can't watch it. Oh, can we watch it? I'm not doing that. Alright, so we're not watching that video. But you know what? I don't even need to add anything to the end of this, really. I want to just say this. If he was literally any other political party, this wouldn't be happening. If it was Green Party, this wouldn't happen. Okay, if it was Libertarian, this would probably happen. But if he was a Democrat, I assure you this wouldn't happen. Because you know who else has lied about being Jewish? Specifically lied about being a Zionist? Joe Biden. And to show the hypocrisy in this man being targeted and attacked this way, and again, I said he lied to his constituents to win an election. He lied for power. This woman didn't give any, the woman earlier didn't give any specific reasons as to why she found him untrustworthy. I'll say this right now. He lied about, you know, how he got into school. He lied about a bunch of shit. And apparently he lied to the point where he's going to be with a chick. So you have to look like this. He either lied to this chick for a long time, long enough to have kids, or He's lying to us now and lying about his heritage to maintain office or to at least get office. And he got office, so he's being sworn in. He's saying he's going to serve his two years. This man's a fucking snake, and there's no way, no two ways about it. He needs to be removed from office. Absolutely. But you know what? If we're talking about liars right now, I know somebody who did the exact same lies. Play, he even did more. He plagiarized speeches, plagiarized entire life events, falsify, falsified his history, and lied about graduations, claiming to be the top of his class. Without any further ado, I will not end this episode. Instead, I will pass the mic off to the President of the United States, Joe the Brain Dead Fuck Biden. Peace out, guys. Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Janice the first woman in her family in a thousand generations? To be able to get the university. My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things 
and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. <laughs> now that's a little too much because as you point out, what's behind the words, what's there? And a lot of people, the rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said, to paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't in all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second instance. It reappeared in the New York Times with a new charge, that Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play. For the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted today that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. He was given an F. So ladies and gentlemen, I've been dumb. To the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump. The great communicator, strike that. The great imitator. You don't steal verbatim, uh, or when you do, as he did 99% of the time, you give credit. Biden's critics say he sells himself as a man whose words and visions can inspire a new generation in politics. But if the thoughts, phrases, and visions really belong to others, it's a form of false advertising. Is it a wise idea, though, to take something that personal, anyway, from another politician and try and appropriate it to your own campaign? I think it was a stupid thing to uh, appropriate uh, material that was really very personal that was someone else's. Most people didn't know who he was, you know, Joe Biden Biden, and now they're going to say, oh yeah, he's the guy who plagiarized. That's a lot their of people. First. Politically, that's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they're going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. Voters are going to have to decide whether he was dishonest or dumb. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, frankly. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? It's in terminal condition. Terminal? Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. We'll be right back.
If Donald Trump is the Republican nominee for president in 2024, will you vote for him? Well, there might be somebody else I'd prefer more. What I can tell you is I'm, I have every confidence that the Republican Party is going to sort out leadership. All my focus has been on the midterm elections, and it'll stay that way for the next 20 days. But after that, we'll be thinking about the future, ours and the nation's, and uh, I'll keep you posted, okay? Welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am the fool, and now I had no idea this was actually a thing. I didn't know people thought Mike Pence was running for president. I guess it was the big deal on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter. I'm still banned. So I, I, I had no idea that people thought Mike Pence was going to run. I don't think this man will ever actually run for president. I think he knows his chances of running for president are fucked. Because everybody that's a Trump supporter who used to like Mike Pence, he's sometimes a backstabber who threw Trump under the brush, S2 Brutes style. Or they see him as this much weaker, timid kind of pussy who buckles to the establishment. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't think the main character from C-Lab 2020 is going to exactly, you know... I don't think Johnny Quest Bodyguard is going to see the Oval Office again anytime soon. But let's continue. Mike Pence did not file to run for president, advisor says. Former U.S. Vice President Mike Pence has not filed to run for president in 2024. His advisor, Devin O'Malley said on Twitter following a report on Monday by Britain's Sky News that Pence had filed a statement of candidacy with the Federal Election Commission. <coughs> Let me scroll down here. We're going to go to Sky News, not only because they broke the story, but because they are the most recent high factuality article. You see here, that was from 11 hours ago, just so you know, people know. So we're going to head over here to Sky News immediately for the story. Mike Pence, former VP's team, denies he filed a run for president in 2024. Yeah, Trump would break him. Like, if he ran for president, I assure you, before Trump focused on taking anyone else out of the equation, he would dismantle Pence. This Pence would come out and do the Mitt Romney thing where he's like, oh, I don't want to take any pot shots. I'm going to be Mr. Nice and nice, Mr. Professional, Mr. Clean about it. And Trump's going to be like, Fuck you, you little fucking weak pussy ass, fucking bitch ass, fucking, uh, fucking, you're not my dad, looking ass, ugly ass, doo doo head, looking like you want to do something, uh, look like a motherfucking, uh. <laughs> the document appears to announce Mike Pen Mr. Pence had filed his statement of candidacy, but it lists Mike Richard Pence instead of his legal name. Michael Richard Pence. Mike Richard Pence? Mike? I mean, yeah, Mike Pence. Isn't that what he was like known as? Is, is it, I don't really know many people walked around calling him Michael Pence. Mike Pence is the name I heard the most. But all right, well, let's see. Is there a name to tr uh, credit this to? Not that I see. Immediately published Tuesday, the 27th. So that would be today. at twenty uh, December 27th, 2022 at 2.29 a.m. UK published. Let's scroll on down here. Where's it Australia? No, it's British. A filing to a Federal Election Commission appeared to reveal Mike Pence will run for U.S. President in 2024. But Devin O'Malley, a spokesperson for, Mike for Mr. Pence, said the former vice president had not filed. A second source from his team told NBC News, quote, This is not real. Former Vice President Mike Pence did not file the run for president today. A document was filed with the FEC website appearing to announce Mr. Pence 
had filed his statement of candidacy. However, the FEC form does not appear to reflect his actual legal name, Michael Richard Pence. Yeah, now I wanted to do this. I wanted to just run with my first middle name because my middle name is really Madison. And they wouldn't let me. I had to use my full, I had to use all four parts of my name. Yeah, I got one of those weird names that has like four, four parts to it. Anyway, so that's kind of a pain in the ass. I was really hoping to just have the good branding, but yeah, no, they make you, they make you run with your real name. So the Mike, the Michael Richard Pence thing, you know, that's his real name. So it would have to be Michael Richard Pence. And I imagine Pence knows this. So whatever this is or whoever this Mike Pence is, it'd be wild if there's another candidate named Mike Pence. But you know what? I'll be real. I have a, I have a conspiracy theory. Well, I'll, I'll go into it at the end of this article. We're almost done anyway. A document was filed to the FEC website appearing to announce Mr. Pence had filed his statement of candidacy. However, the FEC form does not appear to reflect his actual legal name, Michael Richard Pence. Ah, what a dick. The form instead lists Mike Richard Pence. The former VP has said for months he would make a decision in the new year on running after consulting with his family. It is unclear who is responsible for this FEC filing. Mr. Pence incurred Donald Trump's anger after he refused to support his calls to overturn the results of the 2020 election, which is funny because I had just talked about this in, an, in like my first episode today, of the 2020 election, and the former uh, vice president had distanced himself from Mr. Trump since that election defeat if mr pence does choose to run just seven percent of primary voters were planning to back him according to real clear politics just seven percent e them some yang gang numbers my friend real low seven percent of the primary voters were planning to back him according to real clear politics average of polls mr trump who was president between 2017 and 2021, has already announced he will run for president, and he is leading, by the way. Now, <clears throat> when I say leading, in a series of hypothetical polls and matching up against different people, he just crushes the competition. Even Mike, even uh, Ron DeSantis, when people have to choose between those two, if Trump's not in there, everybody chose Ron DeSantis, but it came down to Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump. DeSantis got his ass beat, and that was a, a Harvard-Harris poll. I'll, uh, I'll throw a link to it in the description below. I did an episode about it, so I'll throw a link to, this, to the episode. I did on that in the description below. Let's continue. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Trump's former national security advisor said earlier this month that he is absolutely considering a pe- yeah that would uh, that would be uh, Pompeo considering a presidential bid, and there is also speculation that Ron DeSantis, who repeat- recently cost uh, coasted to a second term as Florida governor will also throw his hat in the ring. I doubt it. I don't see my I don't I don't see uh Ron DeSantis doing it. Ron DeSantis and the Trump beef is kind of an astroturf. I think the establishment the Uniparty see uh see Ron DeSantis as a, a less extreme version of Trump. Which I, I don't know. I'm on the fence with him. I, I don't know how I feel about him directly. I, I appreciate what he's done for Florida. At the same time, I don't know anything about his foreign policy. I don't really know his stance on guns. But he is pushing to bring down uh, Big Pharma and force them to testify under oath about what happened with, you know, certain procedures, certain uh, <laughs> jabs, because <laughs> I'm tight, you know, certain things like that. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think he's very impressive. Uh, I want to see a lot more out of him. 
Uh, I have heard that he's a WEF affiliate. I have not seen any evidence of his connection to the World Economic Forum. If anyone watching this does know those links, please leave a comment below with a link to your sources. I'll check them out and give you credit in the next episode when I, uh, you know, well, tomorrow maybe, when I, uh, you know, do my next recordings. But yeah, no. I, I What I think happened is I think just so... So look, when you file officially for president, do you run for president? Your tax brackets and everything change. So you have to, you know, your taxes and everything change. So you have a lot of new, uh, you have a lot of new monetary and financial policies put on you. So if you just put down Mike Pence instead of your real legal name, it will allow you to test the waters and see if people will respond to your candidacy without actually legally bounding you to these campaign rules and regulations. So I think Mike Pence was actually, I think Mike Pence is the one who actually did this. But I think he's filling the waters to see how people feel and what they stand and, 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 and what they'll make of him running for president. And I think he found out that, yeah, no, nobody fucking likes him. Nobody wants him to run for office. And he doesn't stand a snowball's chance in fucking hell of winning. But that being said, any more news on the 2024 build-up and election, I'll cover it. That being said, I'm going to wrap this short episode up here. This has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison. And I shall catch you guys later. Deuce. is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.